and henchmen out there in the geek nation i am johnny destructo aka jd owner of johnny destructo's <laughs> Complex at 4327 main street uh it's a little comic shop nestled in the hub of maniac it's a little shop you should give me all your money and buy all my nerdy shit uh you're currently tuning into the cold pop podcast live stream aka spoiler alert episode 300 no 736 where we will review the past week's comics, as well as talk about some fun pop culture topics for your listening and viewing pleasure. One of those will more than likely be Invincible, even though Brian hasn't seen it. If Brian hasn't seen it, he's going to GTFO, and we're going to talk about Invincible, because that show's great, and it deserves to be discussed. Is this his, his last episode of the season just air, or yes. does something big happen? Oh, okay, cool. Yes, yes. <laughs> All of those. Yeah. And more? And uh, feel free to like, comment, subscribe. Uh, we have some commenters already. Good morning, cult poppers. Uh, good morning, everyone. I made it on time. Finally, says Mars Comics. And Len is back. Hey, what's up? How y'all doing? There he is. Uh, speaking of Len. Pretty sure I'll have this. With me hey. this week is Noel. Hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm great. I'm not Len anymore. I In my dreams, I was, but now I'm awake. <laughs> Uh, and also, Brian. Hey, you're right, JD. I am also here. And Len. <laughs> <laughs> Len, how was your world record-breaking podcast live stream thing you do? Uh, that was a lot of fun. That was actually um, two weeks ago now. Um, mm-hmm. But that, that was a good good time. We had a, a ball. We had a... Uh, it was... Um, <laughs> deliriously um, hectic, but um, everybody had a, a great time. We had a, you would have enjoyed JD the Friday night our live cipher that we had. Uh, it was epic. I'm actually editing it now to to put it out there for people. It was insane. These two um, four guys wrapped off the dome continuously for an hour. Two of them what. From- it was it, two of them from California and North Carolina, two of them in studio live uh, with a live DJ at, at my house. It was insane. Did they, the just keep, like, did, did they just keep like passing around like a baton? Like well, when well, ramped down, you just like another one jumped in or it was easier. It was easier for remote guys to just go back and forth because they were virtual. So they just went back and forth virtual and they were off the top of the dome without any music. So they were just <laughs> they were just spitting acapella. And then the two cats in the studio, we had live DJ. They had they were just feeding off the beats, feeding off the energy, feeding off everybody's in the room just was bouncing and grooving and stuff. You know, I had to spit a couple of lines. Ah! It was insane, man. It was That's insane. awesome. I can't wait to hear it. We had a great time. Uh, well, we're going to talk about this week's books. Uh, do we have any letters? I don't believe so. I didn't see any. Oh. Uh, 
Here's a, a quick reminder. You can email us at J, uh, JD's Hero Com- No. You can email us at coltspopgo at gmail.com. Uh, if you want some comic books, you can email me at JD's Hero Complex at gmail.com. Unrelated email, just for your additional Cole email. Cole is able pleasure. to control one thing. That was for the early, the later segment. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're doing great. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you're doing great. I believe in each and every one of you. We're going to talk about Batman, <laughs> Batman Superman. Number seven. <laughs> oh, he peaced out. Nope. He, uh, oh. Uh, hey. You can't even control that. I bring you back. I bring you back. I took you out of this world. I could put you back in it. Uh, we're going to talk about Batman Superman number 17 from DC Comics by Gene Lin Yang with art by Yvonne Reese. In a world where Superman's rocket never reached Earth, the Dark Knight and his sidekick discover a startling rift between dimensions. On the other side, a world where Martha Wayne survived and Bruce never grew up to be Batman. Not only that, but a strange alien has emerged from the rift who's faster than a locomotive and can leap tall buildings in a single bound. The Superman of Metropolis. When these worlds collide, the architects of this alternate history are revealed. And the only ones who can thwart their deadly experiments are the Batman and Superman of Earth Zero. It's a dynamic dual world adventure. Wait, if uh, you can leap a building, must you not do it in a single bound? Wait, you can't take two to three bounds. Where are you I mean, gonna... you, could, you could jump to a ledge and then jump again. Oh, and then yeah. over the building. Okay. Yeah. Or yeah. jump to a smaller building, and then you're like, I leap that bigger building. You just yeah. leave out the smaller building. Using part. the help of the smaller building. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I stand corrected. Uh, was this the correct um, description for this issue? Um, yeah, it sounds I mean, like the description for the previous issue. Yeah, plus the no, shit that's, they specifically yeah. mention is in Batman's world. <laughs> but that's just what a minor inconsistency. Uh, but this, you know, uh, I, I believe most of us enjoyed the previous issue, mm-hmm. and um, it was doing a really interesting thing with the art style. Yvonne Reese was where uh, you were able to watch two different film strips happening at the same time. You would watch, you could read the one up top, and then go back and read the, the bottom one, and at the end they converge, and um, it picks up from where that left off, and uh, the two film strip characters uh, sets of characters have all been introduced to each other and are interacting and i think it's a bucket of fun i think this series is weird as hell uh i'm not entirely sure how i feel about the alterio what what's the name of the Altor.io. all right one of you Altor.io. that's it um those those guys are kind of silly uh i definitely enjoy the the stories more than I enjoy the bookends of the stories, but uh, otherwise I think it's a, it's a lot of fun. What are you guys thinking, Len? Oh, I loved it. I loved it. I loved the whole idea. I loved that. Uh, for those who don't know, auteur is basically what you know someone who who is a, a director or a filmmaker who has a particular oeuvre or style that he uh, you know uh, creates or uses in all of his works, and so. When I saw that, I was like, all right, well, first of all, you already know it's a bucket of fun. Yes, that's 
That's me. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> I am smart. SMRT. Anyway, so <laughs> but yeah, so I it's it's a bucket of fun. Like the whole film strip um conceit that they used in the first issue i knew they weren't going to use it throughout because that would just make for a weird trade but um (laughs) but they still kind of like played around with it by having like the film strip layout on on the uh, consecutive pages so it's still it still worked uh yvonne reese who has a very dynamic style um which i enjoy i actually love um yet this um shows that he could be a, even still a little bit more playful in his in his art style, you know, even as serious as he can be, as much gravitas as his artwork uh, lends to the page, it can still be playful. As much as I, I've championed here that his Superman has become my Superman, his Robin may become my Robin. Robin right? is like really cool looking yeah. in this joint, man. Yeah. Like there's, there's like, I mean, every, every, well, first of all, everything he touches, I mean, his Lois Lane looks very distinct and, and looks on model for the period from, from which he's supposed to come. So does the Batman, his Robin still looks playful and youthful. Um, it just, it's, it's, it's insane what's happening here. The whole idea of the, like, um, the conceit is that this this is the Superman and Batman, you know, uh, ostensibly from the their their uh, uh, movie serials of the 1940s, you know, as if they were in a comic book. Um, even though this Batman looks light years better than that Batman ever did, um, but uh, even. That's basically the conceit. This Batman still comes off as like a, a lot more accomplished and has a lot more toys to, to play around with. But I was still with it. Is this the emblem of the movie serial Batman with the lines in it? I, I uh, yeah, I don't think the lines are as pronounced if you were mm-hmm. to look at it now, but they are there. If you ever look at stills of, mm-hmm. of that uh, Batman. That's um, also where the Batcave came from. Yeah, the Batcave came, yeah. came right from the movie serials, even yeah. though the Batcave in the serials is pretty much obviously a cave set with an with a desk straight from yeah. the Daily Planet yeah. there and some bats on a string flying around. Yeah. But um this was fun. This was just was just just bananas fun. I enjoyed every freaking moment of reading this. I don't care if some of it didn't even make any goddamn sense. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. It was funny. I loved it. There's an interesting dichotomy here of the classic characterizations of these characters, but then the grotesque mm-hmm. artwork of mm. Yvonne Reese, especially with this top left panel here with the Joker who's got like one, two, three, four, five, six mouths. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's pretty gross. Uh, that so you can like, see. It has a modern uh, that I can see. That's right. <laughs> uh, there may be many, many more. Mm. Uh, I mean, he went out of his way to expose those ones. I figured if they were his kneecaps, he probably would have worn shorts. Oh, I wasn't thinking kneecaps, no. (laughs) But, um, yeah, and, you know, about Robin, I kind of miss this fun Robin. I don't think we've had a Robin like this in a very long time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Especially, we'll talk about Damian Wayne later when he gets his first Mm -hmm. issue of his uh, series this week as well. But this Robin is fun. It's like, oh, I left my math book out. That's a weird thing. He's just like... Yeah. You know, he's got that classic 1966 all shucks kind of thing from the, yeah. the TV show. Um, I, I, I kind of miss this Robin. He's cool. Yeah, there Robin. has not really been a Robin of this type since Dick Grayson. Like, none of the other Robins have ever really been, like, 
flipping around, cracking wise, you know, that kind of thing. Um, well, I agree with both of you guys. This was awesome. I don't normally like the, like, we are going to use the medium of a story in the story kind of thing. It rings a little thin to me usually. Um, but, uh, it's fine. It's fine here. And the, the way that some of these panels are done, like the, the film strips move around in a really cool way or like the burning of it. There's a page you had up a little earlier in the story, JD, that, um, <clears throat> it has the film panel is burning on one side and you've got the bat plane kind of burning on the other. And there's like a nice kind of back and forth. Um, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a lot of fun there. I, Lynn, I, I hadn't thought about it, but I totally agree. These, all of these character designs are like excellent. You know, the facial, um, drawing of most of them, uh, is great. And the way that they interact with each other is fun. It's nice to see a good, like, Batman Superman meeting for the first time yeah. kind of story is always fun. And this is also larger, a good Batman Superman story, right? Like the Batman Superman book is never or rarely going to have some, you know, like very consequential thing that happened. You know, it's just like Batman and mm -hmm. Superman teaming up. Um, and this fits that mold. Exactly. You know, it's a, it's a cool Batman Superman story. Yes. Mom. This is going to sound like a dig, but it's not. Hmm. I started liking this book more when I realized none of it matters. Mm. Like, mm, definitely, it doesn't make sense and none of it matters. Mm. The first issue I, I dug, but it felt really confined and restricted, almost claustrophobic because of the film strip thing on both top and bottom. So, mm. like, no matter what, like, it was cool, but it was just like it felt yeah. controlled and constricted. This one, they start to break it. A bunch and it's it's a little bit more but it still feels a little constricted the most exciting parts are when it explodes and mm -hmm. they cross worlds but then mm -hmm. when it came to the the codas like the 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 beginning and the end of the issue with the earth zero superman and batman and the Autier, auturio um i was like this is stupid and it that's yeah. kind of great <laughs> this is incredibly stupid and that's kind of yeah. great like um i all of the stuff that you guys mentioned was just like, I'm, I'm not even going to argue with it. it was uh, all of it is true. Like the art is spectacular. They've they created this sandbox and he's figuring out ways to like fly outside of the sandbox without breaking the paradigm. And it's really, really fun. I don't, I wasn't excited about any of this stuff, but I, I wonder how this is going to read in trade. I almost, first of all, I think it should mainly be read in print because they mess with panels yeah. so much yeah, and across splashes. Yeah. It's like, yeah. this is difficult for an e-reader. And now because it's so wonky and so much is like, we're going back and forth through worlds, but that's the outside world. And, and here's the new villain. But then he introduces like four different new characters inside each world with the spider and the weird, like, I almost want to read this in a larger chunk than issues. Mm -hmm. You yeah, know, because it, Hugo's it, it keeps like flowing. was interesting. Yeah, it yeah. keeps it, it flows so quickly that I almost feel like I missed things in between. But but maybe maybe that's intentional. I really dug the uh, the end too, where he you're showing the panel now, where the auteur actually is able to use any prop from any of his archives. Mm. Yeah, and what I, I don't that. understand yet is is the archives recorded history already, or is this guy keep making new histories? That I'm not sure about. I, yeah, I think okay. it's, yeah, I think he is, the thing that he says at the end about, like, I'm going to edit the best thing, and then that will replace the rough cut of the original reality. 
I think he is at least in some way in charge of creating these things, but yeah. It's, it's the monitor that flunked out of film school. Got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is super imaginative and really fun. I, yeah. I like can't dig it, like can't knock any of this. It's super great. It's just there's certain boundaries that I had to get over mm. to really, really enjoy it. And it was really just the format. No, I agree. The first one was tough. I'll, I'll come clean with you guys. I forgot to read the Batman story from the first issue. I decided to read the Superman <laughs> one and then read like some of the end of the Batman one. And I was like, oh, crap. And when I started this, it was fine. Um, I like the thing that they do with the uh, the spots are thinner where things have been removed. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, oh, this is Clark Kent's desk or where yeah. it would be. Yeah. Oh, that was a cool thing. Yeah, this is this is a lot of fun. I really enjoyed this. Super, like I'm I'm glad that they went in this direction for this book because just another normal team up with mm-hmm. felt too samey. This is this is like a an experiment. I, I dug it. It was cool. Yeah, Let's yeah. Move on to crossover number six by Donny Cates and Jeff Shaw from Image Comics. The dome has been shattered. The world is burning. Everything has come undone. Do not. Missed the shocking conclusion to the blockbuster final chapter of Kids Love Chains. Um, I don't honestly know how I feel about this book. I think that the idea is very neat. I think some of the characters are very neat. Uh, I think the reveal at the end of this was kind of cool. I didn't see that coming, even though I should have. Um, but, you know, and I like how the idea that they're using comic book characters that pre-exist in the mostly image dark horse realm. But it just feels a little hollow to me for some reason. I can't really pinpoint why. Um, I'm not really emotionally attached to anything that's happening. But I think it's it's got a lot of cool ideas in there. Um, but yeah, I'm not wowed as much as I would had hoped to be because I love Donny Cates so much. I'm re- really enjoying Donny Cates for the past couple of years and everything he's been putting out. But this one was just like, oh, this is cute. It's cute. Uh, I read it. I enjoyed it well enough. But I'm not like just hankering for the next issue. Um, like Mad Men shows up and I'm like, oh, cool. Mad Men's there. Did you oh, read all the it. issues, J.D.? Yes. Okay. Um, and so there's just a lot of characters that I don't really know all that well. Uh, I'm aware <laughs> of the paybacks. I'm aware of Black Hammer. Uh, hey, there's Savage Dragon for two panels. Like, I, Like it doesn't... All the characters are there, but they don't really serve much of a purpose. Um, and they don't get me excited because they're all just sort of indie characters that I only have a very minuscule awareness of. Yeah. And I think that's sort of what is holding me back. If, if I was a big, big, big indie guy and I had read all of the issues of Black Hammer, if I read all the issues of the Paybacks and all that other stuff, I'd be like, ooh, neat. But really what they're doing here is they're setting, or what you know, Donny Cates is doing here, is he's setting people up for specific reveals and then undercutting those reveals. In the very first issue, we're like, oh, the little girl has a drawing of what looks like Superman because he's got a, what looks like an S on his chest. Psych, that's Madman. And he's got a, he's got a exclamation point on his chest instead. Um, uh, Another one is like, oh, here's a character. He's doing all sorts of magic-y hand stuff. It must be Doctor Strange. Oh, cool. Doctor Strange is going to appear. Oh, no, that's that guy whose name I don't really remember from the Paybacks because I've never read that issue. You know what I mean? It's like a lot of like 
Ooh, we're going to do this. Psych, it's, it's, uh, you know, we're going to give you a, um, a PS5. Just kidding. Here's a Turbo Graphics. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that's sort of where I am with the series. Otherwise, I think it's kind of fun and, and it's a neat idea. But I think it's those sorts of uh, setups and payoffs that disappoint me a little bit. Uh, what did you think, Noel? I I actually have a different perspective on those setups and payoffs than you do. I, d- I do recognize the characters, but it wasn't the, none of them have been like, oh shit, reveals. But every time that they fake out, I just am impressed by it. I'm impressed by the fake out. I don't have emotional connection to oh, I, like like a letdown. You know, like my expectations brought me somewhere. It was more like it turned into how are they going to divert my expectations now? Not, this is just going to be another reveal. It's not a reveal. Mm. So every time that they did it, I was just like, okay, let's click. That, that's cute. That's cool. That's cool. And it just kind of kept tumbling forward to the point where this is really fun. And by the time that the big reveal at the very, so like you've got walking dead zombies and that was cool. Um, hit girl and, uh, uh, ir- uh, incorruptible and jailbait or headcase darkness, like a bunch of characters from uh, what boom? Well, just any independent character. There's there's Tony Chu. Yes, Witchblade. Oh, it's, okay. Is that who that is? Tony Chu. Yeah. And who, who are the people? Who's the the woman and the man right to the left of them of him? That's incorruptible and his sidekick headcase. Right. Did, ad, ad, hmm. I read a couple issues of that, and and I I think the Samaritan Samaritan that was the one that surprised me the most, just because Luther like Strode. all the other ones are image, yeah. you know. Um, or Luther Strode, other. I thought was cool. I was like, oh, there he is. Hmm. But again, there's like, oh, look, there's a bunch retro of drawings girl. of characters who don't. Yeah. We have no interaction. Bunch of GoBots. <laughs> there's there's Retro Girl. There's uh, um, uh, either way. Well, uh, so by the time it it. By the time the big reveal at the end of the issue happens, where uh, the main character is revealed to be something else, I should have saw it coming, but didn't because they were distracting me over here, which made Mm -hmm. me feel incredibly impressed about this as a magic trick. Hmm. Like, I'm going to keep promising this over here, over here, over here, over here, but really the story's over here. And I should have saw that coming. And that is what impressed me about this whole six issues. They've been promising all of these these reveals and technically they happen for a very specific subset of the audience. Mm -hmm. But really what they surprised me with was these very obvious other tropes that made the story more engaging for me. So like I, I, what you have uh, mentioned as kind of a a beef, not a beef, something that keeps you at distance. That same thing is what impressed me more. The fact that they keep lying to me <laughs> and i was like that's kind of cool like you keep pulling it off and i really appreciate that oh. um i like the logo and the logo is good very cool logo it's one of the better logos that i've seen in a quite a long time i don't know and, who names their child ellipses but yeah hey <laughs> hey it, hey if, if they could come up with a logo like this i would name my child ellipses it's it's I, almost I mean, like a logo <laughs> So I liked it. Um, I have not read this issue. Um, I've only really, I think I only read the first one or two. I think we read two issues. Yeah. So um, I read them. I enjoyed it. I, the faints don't bother me because one, I'm already know that, you know, even if they do get who you think they're going to get, 
they only going to be allowed to do but so much with them. You know, it's not like if Superman has showed up, they were going to kill him, and this was going to have repercussions elsewhere. So, you, like in DC Comics, exactly. You know, <laughs> right? Like so, we can't use Superman anymore. Tony Gates killed him in crossover. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I actually, I think now that the Boom Studios is open to this, I think that that's irredeemable. Oh, oh is that, who that is okay. or the wow. the Plutonian. Oh like, yeah, this maybe. asshole. It may be. Yeah, and this guy, um, the guy that he's fighting is Buzzkill. That's another Donny Cates character. Again, I was like, yeah. I don't know who this guy is with the yellow, the blue thing on his chest. Yeah. See, but, but but my thing is, is that I was just reading it and getting into the story, and I thought the story was fun. Um, so I was like, all right, cool. The, the reveals or the, the the people that come in and out of it are cool. You know. Regardless of who they get, if they get the big names or they get the small names, they're only going to be allowed to do but so much with them unless they get somebody from like public domain, which they probably can't even do with anymore because Dynamite has pretty much grabbed up every person with a cape from public domain. So um, I I just get wrapped up in, in the story and the story looks fun and it looks so much fun that the reason why I didn't read this is because I just want to read it. To to Noel's point, I like this reading something like this collected on the pages. You know, I mean, we could I could have read every one of these issues uh, in digital right now, but I don't want to do that. I actually want to sit down and just take in the whole book, and I, I have a funny feeling it would be that much I would, more rewarding experience. I would I would argue for print with this just a little bit, like read it however is most uh, comfortable to you. But in print, a lot of the um, tricks or, or choices that Jeff Shaw and his color and Deaconiff make um, show, like they just work better on paper showing you like the difference between the dot matrix coloring of uh, certain characters mm-hmm. and the flat coloring of other characters. Like they play with it a little bit. It looks cooler on print in general. There you go. Um, right. Yeah. I kind of, Agreed to an extent with JD and Noel at the same time. Like, so I read the first two issues of this and then this one, um, (laughs) which which brought with it its own issues for reading this this story. (laughs) But uh, the Madman reveal I thought was very clever and cool. And I did not really expect him to be able to get any DC or Marvel characters in this comic. when I think in one of the like at the end of the first issue, he speaks directly to the audience in like a text in the back. And he's like, you'll be surprised who we get. I mean, like, well, kind of, <laughs> you know, I would have been real surprised if it was Spider-Man or something like that. Um, I'm a little surprised that this is the case. Um, it might have worked better not to build up expectations like that, but maybe not. Right. Like. So back in the 90s when all these things were coming out, like I didn't want anything to do with any image comics. You know, I, they were just like, no, no deal. Um, I mean, like Spawn and he was a bad guy. And, you know, I don't know if he was or not. I didn't read Spawn. But, uh, <laughs> you're, so, you're, so, you're so pure. I love it. <laughs> well, so nowadays, I mean, I love the many deaths of Layla Starr. You know what I mean? Like that, that, is, that was when I was in middle school. Um, but no, I wanted nothing to do with it. Um, you know, really like morality porn is a lot of what is great about comics to me is they always do the right thing. Um, and you know, it's nice. Um, of course there's a wider, there's a wider range now. However, 
uh, I thought it was kind of cool to see the Black Hammer guy because we read that. I was like, hey, that's a guy from Black Hammer, right? Samaritan. I was like, hey, there's Samaritan. And this sword, uh, I think we read the first issue of wherever that sword is from, God God Killer. God Country. Or God Country. Valifax. Um, that's, that's Lucifer from Wicked and Divine, by the way. Oh, thank you. I, I was like, I know that. Who, who? I know I'm supposed to know that. Who is that? It's what? Yes, it is. I have not read that, but it looks cool. It is, um, uh, Brian, you would like looking yeah, at Brian. Yeah, you would love okay. it. Yeah, I should. Uh, I should check that out. Yeah. You should read it with them. You should. You should have like reference materials available because you're the kind of reader that would read a reference and like. I'm going to spend an hour looking this up. I do like to do that. And sometimes. bring all of yeah. your encyclopedia. Yeah. I looked yeah. up something for a different book that I'll mention when we get there. Um, <laughs> however, for a book for a book called Conclusion, I'll tell you, this may have been an excellent wrap up if you read the earlier issues. And I <laughs> cannot truly like fault it, but it just didn't seem to. I was like, conclude. Oh, I guess yeah. Like uh, right. To, I love that a real big cliffhanger right at the end there. Um, and she's not supposed to be anybody, right? Like, she's just... I don't know. Okay. Right, right, right. That's another um, question. Uh, yeah, she's, she's whoever she is. I don't know. Right. I, lo- I love uh, Jeff Shaw's art. Just that panel alone mm. is so good. It is good. Yeah. The art is really good. And also, the little girl has powers. That's cool. I'm into yeah. that. Little glowy eyes. Uh, the, you you mentioned the uh, the voiceover. So, like, the all, five, all six issues have had this, like, weird... Um, third person omniscient uh, like the writer is telling the story um, and they start to break that in this to the point where they start to fade away and now it's unwritten future which I thought was kind of fun so they're taking every single aspect of this book every kind of um, layer of the story and fudging with it and I just find that relatively impressive is this the best thing no this isn't even the best Donny Cates I just like that they're swinging really really wide yeah. 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 And the fact that they did get all these characters, like that is still cool, right? It's still, pre-existing it's still characters and it's still a cool thing to do. Um, and I am looking, you know, it, it was real tough to figure out, but there is an issue seven coming out, but it's written by a different, a different person, yeah. I believe. Yeah. It's um, um, Chip yeah. Zdarsky and it's someone else is doing, extremely doing white, white. according to his wanted poster. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, Chip Zdarsky's writing it and a different artist, but it's, it's gonna. I think it's supposed to be about the real Chip Zdarsky writing about Chip Zdarsky in guess. the real world. That is not. Yeah, like so. You know, classic seventh issue scenario. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen it time and time again. Every seventh. Time and time again. Yeah. Every seventh. Every every in between. Uh, <laughs> Something weird. Always Chip Zdarsky writing about himself, writing about an issue. Uh, action figure expert comments. Hello, hello, hello. What's up? How you guys doing? Hey, Mr. JD, nothing this past Tuesday. Hope you are okay. He's referencing the fact that on Tuesdays, generally, I do a unboxing video at my comic shop, JD's Hero Complex, 20, uh, 4327 Main Street. And um, I show you all of the stuff that is coming in this week to my, my comic shop. But I wasn't able to do it this week because I'm moving. Uh, I'm moving above the comic shop. So uh, here you can see everything is well, not everything. A lot of things are packed up. Uh, this Tuesday I'll be moving above the comic shop, so on the third floor. So that'll be fun. So that's we'll what. Yeah. I don't know if I'll be even, I don't even <laughs> yeah. know if I'll be able to do the um, the Tuesday thing, uh, the unboxing this Tuesday because I will be moving on Tuesday. 
Now, JD, did you choose to live above the comic shop in an echo of the like superhero genre where you have sort of a layer? Yes. Up above. Okay, like a I'm clock hoping, tower I'm kind of thing. To put a, um, like a fire pole. That's cool. So and you'll change into down. just different clothes on yes. the way down. Yeah. That's cool. Just like all that'll change as I go down the pole is my t shirt. Brian Mars Comics uh, commented they um, agree with you yeah mm. and this, I was the same way back in the 90s yeah. now these days I read just about everything that's yeah so that's funny. how I am yeah. in the 90s man I was all about that shit it's like because I really liked all of the artists and stuff that went over to Image mm. uh, like I love Jim Lee and, and Todd McFarlane most of all those two so I was like these guys are doing brand new stuff I will, mm. I will read all of that and I did. I regret it. I never followed. I don't even think I was aware of writers and artists until I was an adult. You know, it was just like, I like Superman. I like the Flash. I wasn't even that jazzed about the, you know, I would always go back and get the Silver Age comics. And I enjoy like the original team lineups and that kind of thing. I don't know why, uh, but uh, that's how it was. I see my baby. I see my wife with your Same. baby. <laughs> Sam is babysitting Kai while, uh, while we podcast. Uh, he very much likes Spider-Man, by the way. Mm-hmm. Like, every time she passes the Spider-Verse poster, I could just hear him coo and reaches. He's named after Spider-Man, so he better. Kevin Brown says, oh, yes, missed you Tuesday. Holy shit, you are living my childhood dream of living above a comic shop. Mm. Uh, mm. All right, let's move on to the next <laughs> book from this week. It is called Miles Morales, Spider-Man 25 from Marvel Comics, written by Saladin, Saladin Ahmed with art by Carmen Carnero. The Clone Saga, Miles Morales style. We finally see the full extent of what the a- assessor did when he kidnapped Miles back in Miles Morales, Spider-Man number seven. This oversized anniversary issue lets the clones loose in Brooklyn and messes with Miles' life even more than Peter Parker's clone saga messed up his life. That was a lot. So anyone who, speaking of the 90s, yes. anyone who wasn't around uh, reading comics, there was uh, a storyline that took place in the Spider-Man universe called the Clone Saga. Mm-hmm. And it was supposed to, supposed to go on for just a couple of months. Mm-hmm. And... The response was so huge mm-hmm. that the marketing department of Marvel Comics was like, don't ever stop writing the clones. <laughs> Write it until you die. Uh, and so they had to just keep going. And it went for over two years, this clone mm-hmm. saga. Which was, was it supposed before or after the death of Superman? Because that really kicked off this kind of thing, right? Wow, that's a good question. I think it was, I want to think it was... Before the death of Superman? Was it really? Okay. I was just reminded because a similar, like, that wasn't supposed to go on as long either. And, uh, yeah, but that was it. actually pretty good for the most yeah, part. Yeah. That was I a big speculation boom, too, though. Uh, anyway, how long? Over two years. Uh, and, um, it's, it went on so long that everybody, even the people who were originally enjoying it, like myself, went, <laughs> guys, guys, come on. And it was a lot of, like, you're the real clone, Peter Parker. Psych. Ben's the clone. Psych. Peter's the clone. Psych. Mary Jane is Peter Park. No, it's not ridiculous. Um, and eventually it, they just had to stop it. Um, and they, you know, they put all the toys back in the toy box, all that sort of stuff. And so now uh, Miles Morales is going to have the same thing for some reason, other than nostalgia for the 90s. Noel, what's your question? Oh, no, I, I, I had abandoned the question, but I might as well ask it because you said something. Was it multiple titles? Yes. Yeah. 
It was all the Spider-Man titles, I think. All of them. Yeah. God, that's so... I mean, at least nowadays, they will hold one back or something. Yeah. You know, yeah. like... Yeah. Well, it's That's like aggressive. a status quo change, you know, like. But but Bradley I mean, nowadays though, they would just still have like the Marvel Adventures Spider-Man, true. as well yeah, as true. the uh, you know, hidden adventures of Spider-Man. Right, like, right. They would not, com- like when they changed up um, Thor, they still mm-hmm. had a Thor title or a Thor adjacent title with Thor Odin's son, or they mm-hmm. would, you know what I mean? Like they mm-hmm. they they still today don't do just like full cloth. Yeah. Everything is different, right? Is True. anyone reading Miles Morales currently? Yeah. Same. I. What? Why aren't you? You're the Spider-Man guy. I was, as I was about to say, I love Miles, and I have not read a single issue of Saladin Ahmed's run. Uh, same thing for his Ms. Marvel, a character I also really enjoy. Mm. For some reason, it started off, and I missed the issues because I was too busy to mm. catch up on them, and then it got to the point where. Well, we're so far gone now that I'll never like I have to start with number one because that's just the way this stupid thing works. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I just haven't had a chance to go back and read 25 issues. Um, I I thought we reviewed the first issue. Probably because I've I've read like the first two or three and it was only because we reviewed. And I don't think any of us were totally were impressed. We were just like, oh, this is fine. I don't even remember it, to be honest with you. It was it was just fine. Actually, I I feel that way a, a lot about Saladin Ahmed stuff. Like I I read the Black Bolt series and a whole bunch of other stuff, and it's it's always just like cool ideas, but just fine. Mm. Like it's it's fine. It's cool. Mm. Yeah. Uh, this was fun. Though. I enjoyed this one. Though. Yeah. I don't know who Barbara is, but apparently a big thing happened with Barbara. Mm. Where Miles used to be dating Barbara, I'm assuming, and now Gank. You guys yeah. say Gank or Ganky? I don't know. I say Ganky. I always thought it was like gank to gank something. Yeah. Is that his name or a nickname in continuity? I think ultimately it's a nickname, I think. Uh, but I could I be thought, wrong. I think it's his name. Ganky. I, I, the only reason why I say Ganky is because Bendis called him Ganky. Oh, well, that, oh did he? That, 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 yeah, and he created the character. Yeah, yeah that Bendis says so. it, and that's what it is. Yeah. 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 Um, so uh, I, I do think this was fun. I actually may, if I can, I may finish out this storyline of the Clone Saga for Miles. What did you guys think? Len! Oh, um, okay. The book was fun. It was fun. I haven't read Miles Morales, so it was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, getting back into his world, catching up with him. Cause you know, I knew a little bit about what was happening. I quickly caught up. I recognized Genki. Um, he was chilling with his parents. I thought it was kind of cool to me. I didn't know that his parents knew that he was Spider-Man. So I liked that kind of aspect to it. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. Like, you know, every, you know, this is the 21st century. We're not going to, you know, BS you like, you know, that your kid is not going around swinging off of buildings, you know? So, um, I dug, I dug that aspect of it uh him teaming up with peter you know was was kind of cool uh so at the end of the day it was dope this clones this clone saga at least seems like it's got a different vibe than the original clone saga and hopefully we'll have a quicker uh, and better ending to this clone saga so I appreciated that. But here's what I came away with when reading this book, most of all. And especially in light of our recent reviews over the past few shows of The Flash and his universe. 
and my um, recent um, delivery, the latest edition of Back Issue magazine, which focuses on legacy, uh, including a huge article that I am still reading about the history of Wally West as the Flash. I want to read it. Oh, it's really it's really cool because yeah. while it touches on story points, it more is like interviews with the writers and what they were thinking at the oh, moment. Cool. So oh, it's yeah. it's actually gets a little bit more deeper. So I, yeah. I appreciate that. But having all of that in my mind and knowing what I know about Miles Morales and coming to this book and especially watching him uh interact with Peter and also in the back of my mind recognizing what marvel has done with peter in the marvel cinematic universe which is to my eyes take a lot of the winning traits of miles morales and implant them onto peter parker in that cinematic universe regulating miles still whole cloth to the animated marvel universe and mind you that's because it's from a different movie company primarily all that in in mind when i read this comic book when i closed it i said this was fun i really wish they had the cojones to put peter parker on the shelf put him on the shelf for a good five ten years a la barry allen's flash and let Miles Morales mm. truly be Spider-Man for the universe. Not Brooklyn's Spider-Man, as he is referred to in this issue. Let him be Spider-Man. I think that the, the character's um, longevity, popularity, and success warrants that uh, change. It well, won't happen. But that's what I, I was left with when I read this book. It might happen in the movies, though. I mean, his uncle was there, and that was five years ago in Marvel, you know, like, timeline time. Mm. So he could be, like, he might be old enough now to appear in. Who knows? I agree 100%, Len. Uh, as I was reading this, I was still going in my head, why is this kid's, why is this kid Spider-Man? Mm-hmm. You can call him... You know, Spider Gwen is Ghost Spider now for yeah. some godforsaken reason. I don't. I'll never understand that name. Um, but yeah, give give Miles his own superhero name, or yeah, as the Peter Parker guy, kill Peter Parker off, or send him off to Canada, or do something with him, uh, like they did during the original Clone Saga, where he went to Canada with Mary Jane. Um, yeah. See, that yeah. would be an interesting and new thing if they didn't kill him. He was just like look, I've been through a lot. There's somebody to take over my responsibility. I'm taking some time for myself. I'm retiring. And then just, you can bring him back whenever you want to. You yeah. Know? Um, yeah. Having both characters interacting in the same world with the same name, it, it just doesn't work. Um, he, he did really well as um, the, the ultimate Spider-Man. Peter Parker mm. and Ultimate Universe died. Miles Morales was the Spider-Man, and I loved it. Uh, it was awesome. Uh, yeah, uh, this just feels um, extraneous. I, I found myself wondering when they're driving away. So I like this stuff with the name. I don't think that, you know, like in um, DC, there's like two green arrows. There have been two green arrows at, at one time, and there's two flashes and that kind of thing. And 
I thought it, the interplay with it was fun, but I did find myself thinking like, yeah, how do you, how do you determine who is who? And then when they're swinging away and they're calling each other Spider-Man, I was like, well, I guess people do have the same first name sometimes yeah. and they manage to make it work, but they usually add something or do something, you know? Yeah. One, because you know, you got, you got two, two Brian's, you got big Brian and little Brian or like, exactly. Know. Yeah. I, people use I think my it's only a, I think it's only a problem because we have an insider's perspective of their stories. Like uh, the perspective of somebody that's like calling out to Spider-Man is only going to know Spider-Man. It only becomes a problem when the two of them are talking to each other or the two of them are in panel, which is just a problem that we have as viewers, not necessarily like logistically. But I I do agree. Like, yeah, maybe we should pull off, uh, pull Peter away for a little bit or something just kind of to beef this up again. Not unlike what they maybe did with Thor, you know? Put, put Peter on a vision quest of some sorts. Yeah. Uh, well, your 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 marriage. I go get remarried. Yeah. Have a good. Yeah. And then let let him take over. But um, just in regards to this book, I have not read anything, uh, Miles, in a long time. Um, and jumping into this, uh, it was cool. It was just it was cool. Like uh, I like how they're taking. Does anybody remember the ultimate clone saga, which is essentially this? Yeah. yeah Somebody yeah. cloning a lot of so it it was it was taking the the clone saga titling, but instead of it being who's the real, it was just a bunch of wayward clones trying to attack and kill Spider Man, which mm-hmm. is exactly this. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I thought it was fun. It was a good yeah, a bunch story. of clones coming at him. Yeah. yeah. I liked the uh, abilities of the clones. I thought that was pretty cool. Mm. Uh, the weird like gobule bleh, clone and then like the nasty knife clone i thought they would they were cool so as just an it's funny how people see titles and just get pissed like a, <laughs> we'll probably talk about it next week too with heroes reborn like comic book companies reuse these titles all the time all the time and it's a, it's a lot of samesies but having a larger conversation about who deserves to be Spider-Man right now actually is, I think is a more interesting story than this comic ultimately. Yeah. Also, I think like JD, you had said like nostalgia for the nineties. I think it's even moved past that where it's the clone saga is not brought up that often. And a lot of people probably don't know it, that it's really just like there's clones in this, you know, we're not referencing the other thing. Uh, this is the one that I look something up for. The name of that clone with the knives, Salim, means is of Arabic origin, meaning safe or undamaged. And I thought that was interesting because he seems to be the clone that is like the most properly made, you know, that isn't like glooping around or whatever. Because mm. you know how clones are sometimes. Well, this one that keeps glurping. <laughs> Not from your own me. life, Len. <laughs> I just, uh, after a while, I start to, uh, I start to hear the um, Rick and Morty burping. Oh, that's mm. why I stopped watching that show. It's I so could good. Not, couldn't do it. Me too. Me, me yeah. too, V. It was, yeah. just, it was just too much. I was yeah. like, oh, God. And I hear it gets less, and I'm like, all right, I guess it does, but uh. <laughs> I'll never know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this is fun. I'll, I'll probably keep up with this if I can, just because I'm a Spidey guy, and this, this is fun enough that I'm, I'll, I'll probably check it out. Uh, all right, let's see. Um, 
Uh, Roboto someone six keeps commenting. Um, they're really mad about Doomsday Clock for some reason that I will never understand. Yeah. And they keep messaging me that they're trying to start a petition to retcon Doomsday Clock. And they keep asking me if I want in on this, which I don't. Uh, ret- There's nothing to retcon about Doomsday Clock. It kind of, in its story, is about itself being retconned yeah, <laughs> and other like, things nothing, being retconned. There's nothing yeah. that takes place after Doomsday Clock that specifically references Doomsday Clock, so there's nothing to retcon. Right. Uh, it, this feels like a troll. I don't even know. I mentioned it. The, um, what was funny was I think the second comment of "you don't have to do anything." I almost re- I read it really fast, and I was going to comment like "don't say anything," but I almost read that as like a "I'll know you agree with me if you say nothing." <laughs> yeah, just you're right. Blink. right, right. <laughs> like, so, just it's troll. Screw if it. if you agree, blink. If you agree, ignore this message. <laughs> well, but, but Roboto has commented. I mean, there is there an actual person who comments it's, on yeah yeah the the comment could be a troll without this you. person being a bot of a troll. Do you know? I what gotcha. I mean? Action yeah, figure yeah. expert says, "Hey, you guys have to admit the old original Clone Saga back in the day has some killer artwork, especially some of it. Some of it, yes. Uh, yeah. But I have all four omnibuses." Uh, I've got the two Clone Saga Omnibuy and the uh, two Ben Riley Omnibuy. Some of the art is wonderful. You like that costume more than the original, right, JD? I love. Well, which one? The uh, Ben Riley one. The Ben Riley Spider Man one, not Scarlet Spider. Yes, I like the Spider Man Ben Riley costume more than I like the regular costume. Uh, mostly because of the finger thing that they did. Uh, it's a um, cool finger thing. It's a cool finger thing. Yeah. And then um, I actually remember originally seeing the uh, Scarlet Spider costume, which was just a red red onesie with a sweatshirt on it. Yeah. Uh, and a metal belt. And I was like, what the, f- this is the worst design. But now I have such nostalgia. Memory I always liked it. it. Yeah. That, like, <laughs> I literally have a sweatshirt that is the Scarlet Spider sweatshirt. <laughs> That he wears. I, uh, best best Spider-Man costume since we're here now is Superior Spider-Man. Yes. Superior Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, that was pretty yeah. good. My dance lot. With the great goggles, the cool shoes were different, and, and like it kept transforming to the point where it was just like a black underneath with cool spiders that rolled into it. Yeah, no, it's it's the best. It's not the Spider-Man oh, wait, 2099. Hold on, hold on wait. for some reason has a skull on it. Actually, Miles is the best, the black and red. It's literally one of the best costumes, but it's good. Peter I mean, it's costume. It's We're talking it's about so Spider-Man good. costumes, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just Spider-Man. Ver- Wait, who Spider-Man are you variants. Spider-Ham? Best <laughs> 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 costume. No. no honestly, honestly, costume. honestly, while I was thinking, first of all, I do think that Spider uh, Miles is probably the better Spider-Man costume, but Spider costumes, I would probably, there's a toss-up. I do like Spider Gwen, Ghost Spider, take your choose your poison. It's a good um, I like her costume, and um, it's pretty so fast though. All that white fabric. I I can't get over the hood being like an impediment. Yeah, I mean, I mean and, come on. And, and I don't probably get, wouldn't be super practical either. As much as I love teal, <laughs> I don't get the ballet slippers. Huh? But but I was going to say it's like shoes on a shoe. She or runs on a close, and it might she might be topped. I, I don't know. It depends on like what day of the week. I like Silk's costume too. Silk's good. Oh too. yeah. Mm. Who's the one? There's one. It's not a Rania. 
gosh, but she's got a black and white costume and the whole suit is one big spider. Um, is she's that got the, brown the, hair. She's got like a brown ponytail. Was that like the, the second spider woman? Yes. Yeah, I think it, it was like Spider Woman. The one that was in Secret Wars that Spider Man was yeah. like, oh, this is where I got. Yeah, that's a cool costume. Yeah, that's who it Great is. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, let's She's move on. So, Robin, number one from DC Comics by Joshua Williamson and Gleb Melnikov. Melnikov. After learning of the Deadly League of Lazarus tournament, Damian Wayne has a new mission to win the tournament and prove he is the greatest fighter in the DC universe. But first, he must find the secret island where the tournament is being held. Um, all right, I like I like Damien. Uh, I like him. I like his Robin. He's kind of fun. I do miss the swashbuckling, having a good time Robin that we mentioned earlier in the show. But uh, I'm not. I have not read Teen Titans in, an, in a long enough time that I know what robin's current status quo is other than he's not hanging out with batman he's not in gotham city he's got a cool new costume and he wants to be he wants to win a tournament i don't think you're missing anything jd this was just in the two backups well you're missing these two backups but it was in detective and batman like i think that totally set this up he left the teen titans because he was like imprisoning villains right without a without a trial he was just kind of like throwing them in a secret dungeon and I don't remember, like, I never, I never read uh, how he fell out with the Titans. I didn't mm. read the culmination of that storyline. But to go from a kid who is Robin and he's, you know, he loves his dad and he's trying to best his dad and all that other stuff and he's trying to lead the Titans. And now what he really wants, his goal is to win a tournament. It just, it doesn't <laughs> feel all that important. Uh, the story, I really like. I like the artwork. I like the story. I like that it takes time to, like, read manga. Uh, like, yeah, yeah. like a 13 like year old would. I, I love the, the manga little uh, bit in there. I thought that was really fun. Uh, I'm, I'm like enjoying the episode, the issue, but just reading the, the description here. And I was like, man, his, he just really wants to win a tournament. All right. Why? I assume it's some sort of, I mean, it's called the Lazarus tournament. It's got to be some kind of Lazarus pit related thing, right? There's got to something like that. I, I took it as such. Yeah. Like it's just uh. more of like a heritage thing. Uh, which hopefully will be revealed later. Like, as far as motives go, it's thin as hell. I don't know. The way this ended, I think it's one and done. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, I'll is tell it, you guys. Isn't... Yeah. Go ahead. Don't go. Um, just, I saved it for this second DC book we review. DC is spot on right now. You know, like, I mean, I don't care that much about this particular book, this Robin book, because I don't care that much about it any Robin book, you know, um, but it's just, it was still well done. I enjoyed it. It would, I wouldn't read the second one if, if we didn't do it for the show, but, um, it just, this Batman, Superman, neither one of those are my favorite DC books that are coming out right now, but just as kind of a state of DC, Ooh, I am very happy with what DC has been putting out. Like I have not read a single book that DC put out that I was like, eh, now, I mean, to be fair, I didn't pick up ones that I probably, you know, I didn't pick up. <laughs> squad, but, but I never would have, you know what I mean? Like, uh, but I also didn't say that about books that I did want to read, you know, like Green Lantern or whatever. <laughs> um, so, and uh, yeah, he's got a, he's got a cool costume. For some reason, he still wears the R and looks like Robin, even though he's divested himself of that title. But 
that's uh, marketing for you. Um, so yeah, and the art and the art was good. Um, yeah, solid. Nice. Let's... I hate his shoes. Oh. You just don't like those shoes on people, I think. Yeah, the, I mean, elf shoes? Oh, it's a different kind of shoe. Sorry, I thought it was like the um, Gwen Stacy kind of like bottom. No, he's, he's got, he, yeah. he has elf shoes. They've elf got shoes. points. Do they? Yeah. What are you saying? Oh, yeah. Elf. Elf shoes. Oh, elf shoes. oh, see, I thought that was, I thought that was just showing movement. No, nope. no, they, they, no, oh, they, they have little shoes. like. Yeah. Yeah, little, like, the point. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't like yeah. that either. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, I'm not a big yeah. fan. Of yeah, yeah. The costume is stupid. <laughs> the, the costume is hella stupid. Oh, I like the costume. Oh, the costume is cool. Shoes. Yeah, it's a cool costume. Nah, a and now, uh, the weird like frills. Uh, the the collar's cool. Um, he made a whole big deal about throwing away his Robin logo, but he just yeah. put it back yeah. on. Yeah, it's yeah. not like it's this initial or anything. <laughs> It's stupid. It's stupid. It's stupid. This, this, it's, not like, look, it's not like his name is Drake. Right. Yeah. Hey, this was this was this was fun. This was to uh in the words of our host, this was fine. I didn't like this didn't do anything like you know, this read like um like a return to enter the dragon. Like I could have seen like Bruce straight from the boat ride over to the Island where there's a big tournament and, you know, the stuff going on, 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 you know, on this Island that he needs to go and find out. I'm like, Oh my God, please, please, please. I was looking for Jim Kelly to come out here. Like, Oh my God, you'll come right out of a comic book. This was fine it was fine the art was okay it was like warmed over greg capullo i'm like okay i can i can roll with that it did lukewarm not- capullo yeah i mean <laughs> like whatever <laughs> the part where he's reading the manga that was interesting that was a nice stylistic choice well done you know but then that is preceded with another talk with the ghost of alfred why don't we just turn alfred into dead man and be done with it and just have him traveling around (laughs) that would be cool this i mean i i they don't know what to do look i never thought that on on spoiler alert or any place in my entire life that I would be championing for Brandon Jackson shorts. But let's just let Damien either be Robin and just show up every once in a while in Batman and let him be a little asshole that leads either Young Justice or Teen Titans or what have you or what. Or let's do what we should have done with him perhaps a long time ago. This fun experiment by Grant Morrison. This was a cute ride. Let's put him on the shelf and give the Robin title, the Robin mantle back where it rightfully belongs to. No, because Dick Grayson has successfully, (laughs) successfully. Graduated from Robin. Let's give it back to Tim Drake so that he is no longer Drake and he is the Robin that he was meant to be. He was the man who said, I am, I repeat, man who said, I want to be Robin. So let him be Robin. And if you want to keep Damien around here, give him another title. You can be 
he can be Sparrow. He can be Robin's egg. I don't give a fuck. You know, whatever. But th- th- just... <laughs> Just call him Egg. Yeah, criminals are a cowardly and superstitious lot. I shall call myself Egg. (laughs) (laughs) I I agree with I agree with you, Len. This was this was an incredibly competent and entertaining book, but it was also just like super forgettable. Like it was fine. It was cool. Um, And I don't like remind me. Isn't this the artist that? got in trouble on Twitter for um, complaining about comic book artists that just do talking heads. I have no, I have idea. no idea. Yeah. I believe it is like um, he, he, uh, he used to draw the angel and spike book and he just like did a whole thing. Like, you know, you're not doing your job. If all you're doing is, is nine panels with, with faces. Um, and a lot of people would send him like Tom King stuff and and uh, and and Alan Moore stuff and just like talking in comics. And he was like, mm, "You're wrong," but uh, <laughs> but it, it um yeah, I'm almost positive it is. It's, this is just fine. And when you said lukewarm Capullo, I was like, kind of yeah, yeah. the jaws, the the, the facial yeah. structure, some of the art, some of the layouts. Yeah. Well, what absolutely. we've got here is we've got Greg Capullo. We have um um. Humberto Ramos. A that's bit. a Tim Sale. That's a Tim Sale face and Batman yeah. there. Yeah. And we have um oh who's the other guy? Um who's drawing nonstop Chris Pacello. Hmm. Uh especially especially the Chris Pacello uh, in the homeless people that we see. Yeah, I, mean, I can see that. Yeah. I see that. It's a, I it's am a not a big fan of that style. Although I like this more than I Well, I mean, I it's like Chris Pacello without Canted angles, overlapping frames, and yeah. all kinds of ink. Oh, and, <laughs> and for the manga, Rumiko Takahashi. Uh, yeah, that's of, cool. Of Ranma One Half and Maizani Koku oh, cool. and Lum. Yeah, that's definitely yeah. Rumiko Takahashi. But yeah, if you look, if you look at this woman down here, uh, the homeless woman, that is a, a Chris Pacello yeah. panel mm. right there. Mm. So maybe, right. so maybe what the artist meant is that you're not doing your job if you're not swiping from the best. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> is um is is this a mini series or is this an ongoing? Do we know? That's a good question. Uh, I have no idea. Good not yeah. mm. Now, Lenny, See, it, it seemed as though they were doing, and and it, they may still be doing what you wanted, where Tim Drake is going to be the Robin of like interacting with other heroes, kind of Robin. I agree with you. It's tough to have Damien. Because Tim Drake is great, but then he has nothing to be if Damien mm-hmm. is around. And, you know, like, Damien's cool, but he's probably not as cool as Tim Drake, you know, by a long shot, really. Um, but I think it would be great if he just got some other name. And I wonder why they didn't do that. It looks like they were going to. And, you know, like, he left and Tim is back. At, you know, like, whenever you see him now, he's in his Robin costume with just single R and, you know, all of that stuff. I that- I, uh, it was always Grant Morrison's intention to introduce and kill off. Yeah. Damien. Yeah. Kill off Damien. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like at the time DC was like, how are we supposed to write Batman after this? Like he's had Robins die, but this is legitimately his son. Yeah. So I mean, they, it was, unless it was just double back. You know, they, they chose to, uh, have all the different weird cockamimi ways to bring him back, and now he's this problem for yeah. writers. 
in yeah. editorial. Like he just kind of, especially with um, the new 52, like that just <laughs> created a weird thing where, all right, we've only got a span of five years, but all the Robins existed. Yeah. So and that means his problems did not end there. That means that means <laughs> Batman's Batman's um, oh, uh, turnover rate of Robins was just twelve yeah. to six, twelve to eighteen months. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's why half of them die. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I it, it's a it's a it's a big old publication problem. Well, I don't They're understand why it's a problem. Just have Damien be Robin and just write him as Robin. I don't. I don't oh no! I mean. The problem is making it all fit if you want the, you know, the other Robins to be in the same space and which one is which kind of a thing. Gotcha. And every single writer has their own ideas to what they're going to do. And now we've got this Robin, not Robin title. Right. Mm. Yeah. Stuff like that. Interesting. I was uh, surprised that I was in any way interested in a tournament kind of. But, you know, like when the X-Men thing came around, I was like, no. And I just... I don't usually care about a game within a fictional story, you know? Um, but the final page of this grabbed me. I mean, I'm sure yeah, that was, it, that but was I was like, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, he's already died before, but all right, I guess he's dead again. I don't know. Eh, he'll be fine. I'll be curious. Maybe I, she's, maybe she's able to like alter how people view what's happening. Oh, oh I think it's, Actually, I think it's the island. It's so it's the League yeah. of Lazarus. It's the Lazarus Island. Every fight is to the death. Like that's probably how they just end fights, and then he's alive and he's got a new round. Right, like right. right. Oh, so, good point. Yeah, good point. So. Yeah, I, 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 it like every single beat set this up as a as not a fake out, but just where they are yeah. means that all the fights end in death. But yeah. you know. We need I was surprised to see this many other characters that we know there. Yeah. I didn't think that was going to happen, um, but it was cool. Yeah. Um, are we going to do Thunder Rounds? No um, Thunder Rounds. I mean... I guess we could. Well, we- while you're thinking about it, you can go to patreon.com slash johnnydestructo and help out the show by giving us some money. If that's a thing that you want to do, if you don't have any money, you don't want to give us your money, that's fine too. It's fine. Uh, you can just uh, like, comment, and subscribe and share our show with your friends. And everyone, get your bowls of cereal on Sunday morning at 1030. Hover <gasps> around the hearth of the laptop and um, hang out with us as we talk about this week's comics and some other stuff. See, that's interesting because in my in, when I was growing up, Saturdays, because of Saturday mornings, yes. sure. cartoons, that was the time for the bowl of cereal. That was the time for you to know, sit in cereal, you know, with your cereal in front of the television or in front of whatever you're watching. Sundays, you know, for I guess us heathens that weren't going to church, was um, the, the, the time when my mom maybe only to be honest and I, now that I think about it only twice a month would make breakfast so yes. <laughs> so so Sunday mornings is my time for either uh, eggs bacon and some grits or some bacon and uh, pancakes hmm. so that's what I think of which and I well, I didn't have pancakes I had bacon and made myself a delicious buttermilk waffle this morning, this morning? Shit. Yes. waffles man nice. Yes, I did. W- uh, waffles, waffles in in our home are f- uh, Christmas and Easter. Oh, really? Just yeah, because Sam has a large uh, waffle maker that's like passed down, and then she does her own 
batter mix so like waffles are a special occasion but two things i've learned in adulthood slash uh during pandemic where we're all working from home um i make breakfast like a real breakfast almost every day like bacon and eggs and toast because i have time to do it while like i'm listening to a meeting but then also i haven't had cereal in the morning in maybe a decade me neither yeah cereal is dessert now yeah like i eat cereal as yeah i've not eaten cereal as a breakfast in more than a decade and that's like a weird adulthood thing now it's like cereal is a treat not how i start my day see i was never a big milk fan so i was yeah no it's not a not for me but as i've gotten older i i get more into it oh brian you would have loved part of being part of the 60 hour uh, marathon show because i swear very impromptu we spent an hour talking about the different ways all of the tribbles eat cereal because there are tribbles that eat cereal without without milk there are some Mm -hmm. that only have like um have a bowl of cereal list it up with this uh spoon and then drink some milk that's how they get the milk into their mouth some there's There's no orange juice people out there are there there's no orange uh, juice. wait oj with cheerios is not terrible all right but it's OJ just too with sweet ter- because oh yeah. Wait a minute. Pouring OJ into your Cheerios? Yep. Or putting Cheerios into your orange juice carton. Ooh, thick and fluffy. No. 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 It's, no. it's like a hat on a hat. No. They're so good. No, no. JD. JD. Wait, what's okay. the problem with this? You have Wait, a baby. No. That's the only pass I'm giving you for having frozen waffles for uh. breakfast. That's the only path. Hey, let's let's Belgian let's decide style. this now. Let's let's have a consensus consensus uh, on this Sunday morning for the next twenty minutes. Toaster strudel or pop tarts? Toaster Ooh. strudel. Strudel. I mean, pop tarts are great, but a strudel is a whole other. If you had to choose thing. one for the rest of your life, kill me now. No, toaster strudel. I, I vote toaster strudel also. Yeah, I guess I will also vote toaster strudel. No, no, but I'm, I'm, I'm a staple. You know. I am leaping off a cliff on that island and swimming <laughs> towards, a, a, like, any place else. No, Nobody I said it was an island. No matter well, where I mean, you go, you the have, rule continues. It's a, it's a binary <laughs> choice, even if it's a terrible choice. It's like, hey, getting punched in the face or the stomach, still going to get punched. What, what do you suggest expert, instead of? Action figure expert says you can kiss my grits. Action figure expert, I've seen your grits, and I will kiss them. <laughs> Um, that's oh. Flo from Mel's Diner, right? Yes. Yes, my grits from Alice. Do you, specifically the TV show? Do you um? As far as Thunder Rounds go, I I don't think Thunder many rounds. people read extra things like I. I no. Yeah, I read Berserker. I, I, you want to do Berserker, and I'll do Department of Truth. <laughs> that was that a thing? I forgot about. I that. mean, it's yeah. the <laughs> other. It's the only other extra book I read. Is it good? All right, I'll put sixty. <laughs> Len, what you're number doing is Berserker it? number two. Okay. Don't give anything away, though. And, um, <laughs> I'll do Department of Truth number nine. <laughs> Who wants to go? I'll go first. I'm trying to find my timer. <coughs> All right. All right. No, oh, sorry. So Noel's going to go first now? Yeah, I'll yeah. go first. All right. Oh, wait, hang on. Let's, let's put oh, it Jesus on. Jesus Christ. Thunder round. Thunder round. All right. What book are you doing? Department of Truth number nine by James Cini and the Fourth with art by Martin Simmons. All right, one minute, go. 
Uh, okay, so this is the first, this is issue nine, but it's the first issue back into the ongoing plot. Um, not going to talk about the plot of this book. I just want to talk about the structure of what they're doing. So the last two, the first arc ended in issue five, and the last two issues have been kind of one shots about um, um, the guy that shot Kennedy. Why am Oswald. I? Oh, Oswald. Oh, yeah, Lee Harvey Oswald. Oswald. Depending on what you believe. About his, about what happened directly after. Um the the shooting and where he's been the last 30 years or whatever in this department so it's been giving these weird like one-off background stories and now we're back into the main book what's really interesting about this book is that even though it's an ongoing thread about this department every single issue kind of reads almost anthology style um talking about a different kind of like conspiracy theory or whatnot so it's hard to pick up the thread yet it's all one piece it's a very interesting book, and I would suggest to keep going with it. End of round! Hmm. Well done! Noel nailed, nailed it. it. Hmm. All right, Len, you ready? Yes. Berserker number two by whomst? Keanu Reeves, Matt Kint, with art by Rob Garney. Colors, Garney, colors by Bill Crabtree. All right, Great. 60 seconds and go. Berserker number two is the issue where we learn the Vandal Savage-ish origin of the Berserker character from the first book. This uh, great new continuing our short-lived, I don't know what kind of series it's supposed to be, by <laughs> created by Keanu Reeves, um, is full of action. It's full of angst. It's uh, full of history. Uh, it is very expertly illustrated by Ron Garney. This is some of the best Ron Garney art I've seen in in a while. And surprisingly, while this does have a Vandal Savage-ish type of vibe to the origin, it goes askew from there in a way that I think is very interesting, very different, a little profound, and I found myself really engaged in the comic book. I enjoyed this a great deal, even more so than the first issue, and now I'm all in on Berserker. It's killer stuff. Nice. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with that. It was a real simple issue, but it, it established like the rules where he's got this like internal clock and he mm -hmm. has to explode. Um, it was really it was it was cool. And the art, you're right. This is like the best Ron Garney art I've seen in a really long time. Nice. All right, so those are the thunders. See, this is what happens when you eat cereal while you're doing thunder rounds. <laughs> Spoiler: you can't do your hosting. Mm. Fruit Loops. Mm. Fruit Loops. One of the few cereals that I can still eat. I don't even Wait. eat that many cereals anymore. But so you don't you don't appreciate the roof of your mouth? <laughs> See, that, I, that never happened to me with yeah, fruit. Yeah, me either. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a good crunch thing. You gotta you drench them. All of those owed. Oh, I, speaking of Fruit Loops, I uh, JD, I think I still have some at the house, and I'll bring you a bowl. I still have those um, Oreo O's. Ooh, uh, oh, Fruit yeah. Loops with their Oreos. Oreo O's. Oh, Oreos. Nice. Oreos. Oreos. Mm. We've got this weird thing where we will pick up terrible-looking cereal and just share it with each other. I think Dunkaroos was the last one. Oh God, that was disgusting. I had, I, mean, a, I, I had a Reese's. Puffs and it was like chocolate and peanut, butter, peanut butter puffs. Oh, it was so that good. that doesn't sound so yeah. weird. But when it's like Man. an old, when it's like an old um, uh, hostess cake, but now a cereal, it's like all right, I'm gonna <laughs> pick that up. Like the last thing I saw was Little Debbie's Cosmic Brownies as cereal cubes. 
Mm. Some brownies. Here. I wonder if they just brownies, have old brownies with weed? a trunk. Yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> just a little drop of THC in every bite. Yeah. <laughs> uh, are, we do, are we doing any more books or is that it? Yeah, we got two more books. We do? What are they? Shadow Man and the Marvels. No, we're doing Shadow Man. All right, that way, I didn't even know about that one. All right, Shadow Man number one by Valiant Comics, written by Cullen Bunn, with art by John Davis Hunt. The forces of darkness are awakening, and they are hungry for life. Life cereal, that is. Now on shows. <laughs> Will Jack Boniface, feared by the forces of evil as the protector Shadowman, be able to save us all? Question mark. I have no idea because I didn't know we were reading it, so therefore I didn't read it. What did you think of people of the of the book of the people who read it, Brian? Uh, he, uh, JD, I think you could take an educated guess as to whether Shadow Man will be able to save us all, but we Probably. don't find out in this issue. Um, it was good. It had a it had a '90s feel, which, as I said earlier, uh, I didn't care for in the '90s. But much like '80s music and style, I have grown more to appreciate it after the fact you know um and uh it, but not like super it didn't feel like an older kind of comic but i you know it, i know that it was bad and it kind of just the creation of the character the the character himself kind of feels that way and the way that they do the little shadows coming off the back of his head um but yeah it was a it was a cool story i like this kind of story i like mythological leaning stories um the voodoo stuff is something that I don't know that much about, but I find to be interesting. Um, and he's got a he's got a cool design with his yeah. with his I general love this look. Design. Yeah. I, yeah. I love his look. Yes. I'm sorry. I just I'm flipping through it for the first time now, and the cover. Ooh, uh -huh. that cover is real nice. Uh -huh. But I I gotta say, as for the design of Shadowman, he's <laughs> I can't take him seriously because he looks like that mad cat, the grumpy cat. Oh, now that you pointed out, he does look like he's frowning all the it's time, doesn't he? Of, mm. <laughs> I did not mm. notice that. <laughs> uh, he's so well, grumpy. Now I will be thinking that. I mean, <laughs> he's grumpy. He is, a, yeah. he is a skull, though. I mean, he's a skull face. True. <laughs> you know, don't let, continue. don't let Halloween fool you. A lot of skulls are like frowny. So <laughs> I thought that, I like I like I like this artist. I like John Davis Hunt. Um, yeah. He did. He did. Um. The Wild Storm with Ellis, and I always liked like I, I like horror like this. Sometimes I like the 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 design of the character. This read like this didn't read like a first issue, obviously, because this character has been around forever. But I've never read them, so it just felt more like an entry point than than a, a new series, which I appreciated. I don't know. I just liked it paced, and I'm not a giant fan of Cullen Bunn, so I was kind of surprised. Like this. Just flowed really well. Nice. Yeah, read well. I'm not in. I'm not into that, this type of book at all. But it read pretty well. The art design, I I appreciate it. Um, you know, it had like uh, like it had touches of voodoo, so it has touches of like real world mysticism in it. Yeah. It's gory as fuck. You know <laughs> what I mean? So if you're into that, it's it's cool. But it's but um, for some reason, the gore didn't feel. It, it didn't feel like um oh what's the word no one knows the word i'm looking for um gratuitous it wasn't gratuitous to me it felt very in world with the universe that they had, they had set up um and so it, it was interesting is it a book that i would return to 
No, but not because it's not well done, just because it's just not my cup of tea. But I think that if you are into, you know, mysticism and horror uh, and, you know, supernatural things, that I think this is a good entry point and it's fun reading. Yeah, I, I really like some of these some of these monster designs, but I would I would um, I would revisit this in collection. Yeah, I, I don't I know like if the part I, that you're highlighting, JD, where there's a layer. There are more than one. Uh, there are layers to these these creatures that he's with. Like this guy who appears very monstrous and is is in fact killing a bunch of people is there to try to save somebody from his realm that these other people pulled in. And uh, I like that flip also of like mm-hmm. oh, yeah. humans wear their blood to go in. And then they turn the tables on them and wear a human to come out of this yeah, other that was really cool. Like they were, they stole a demon and were bleeding it dry in order to cover themselves in blood to pass through because human blood can't. I was like, that's kind of cool. Like it's, it's tropey, but it's, yeah, it's nifty in kind of an eyes wide shut body horror kind of way. Yeah. Like this was, this was a cool, creepy book. I, I was, I was impressed by it. Oh, is his scythe supposed to be vertebrae? Yeah. Well, that's I cool. mean, it's, well, like it's, sometimes. it's multifunctional. So like it could right. be a boast. He just manifested. It could be a bow staff. It could be uh, like a whip. Uh, it could okay. be a full scythe. Oh, sweet. That looks kind of interesting. Yeah. I think you might uh, dig uh, it. Yeah. Uh, Shadow Man was always a favorite of mine. He is badass. Says Mars Comics. This is a fun book. We don't uh, have to belabor it. Yeah. Well, Mars, I hope you enjoyed this issue. It uh, sounds like it's worth checking out uh, if the other guys are to be believed, which, I mean, take them or leave them. Suspect. Uh, the, Mar- the Marvels, they're super sus. The Marvels number one from Marvel Comics, written by Kurt Musaic with art by Lil Dre Sinar, past and present combined in an all-new ongoing series. Kurt Busaic is back with the biggest, wildest, most sprawling series ever to hit the Marvel Universe, telling stories that span the decades and range from cosmic adventure to intense human drama, from the street level to the cosmic, staring literally, oh, starring, not staring, starring literally anyone from Marvel's very first heroes to the superstars of Tamara. This first issue includes an invasion from orbit, a picnic in Prospect Park, Superheroes sightseeing in Manhattan, the All Winners Squad in 1947, Reed Richards during his time in military intelligence, cosmic beings beyond space. You, 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 you get it. You, you get it. Uh, uh, there's another paragraph. What, what was after cosmic beings? Um, after, wait, after everything. Cosmic, did you read the? Did you read the um the the letter at the end, no. Brian? Yeah. No, I didn't even notice it. I. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I, uh, just a predilection. As soon, as soon as, like, the last page, you just, like, throw the book across the room. Because if, if there's a backup, if there's, a, if there's any kind yeah. of back matter, it's like, no, I don't know what that is. I, I, I can't see it. it just, it's it's yeah. the way that I read comics. Yeah. Real aggressive. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Th- so the letter in the back was, was Kurt Busiek himself just kind of talking about the pitch for this book. It's meant to be the entirety of the Marvel universe at all times. Hmm. So 
it's going to just be a bunch of vignettes that are loosely connected. And then he'll start to like, he'll just introduce all these things and then start to kind of like pull them all together. Hmm. So the new characters with the old characters and the five days ago, 15 years ago, two days from now kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, which is fascinating. Um, I, what did you guys think? Do you think that it was successful? And no. I know that I, <laughs> I was going to say, I know that um, Brian and Len big into Astro city if this kind of scratched that ish and they were a little bit more forgiving for it. I didn't, I didn't think of it as forgiving, um, but maybe a little bit. I was definitely like, yeah, this one is setting up stuff, you know, like this is drawing some pieces together. Um, also the original vision is in, the, I don't think I've ever seen him in a comic, <laughs> the original mm. vision from the golden age, not even um, in his original comic. Well, I never saw that comic, <laughs> but no, I mean, the original like, vision was never in his never original in comic. comic. <laughs> I don't know if it's a, it's a fun, it's a fun yeah. tidbit of uh, trivia for you. Everyone take that and make it real. Yeah. The whole time they're just looking around like, where's the vision? <laughs> so it didn't last long. He's now within my vision. <laughs> um, I see what you did there. Yeah. It was the word vision. <laughs> <laughs> I heard what you did there. <laughs> Go on, Brian. Did you like the uh, book or not? God damn it. So, yeah, I mean, it was just like, oh, here's some kind of halcyon classic Marvel stuff from Kurt Busiek. More a la Marvels for me than Astro City, although there is a lot of overlap between those two things. Um, so I enjoyed the, the ride. You know, I'm interested to see where it goes. It didn't grab me as much as I might have hoped yeah. it, it would have. Um, I tend, the idea that Steve Rogers likes artisanal stuff makes a lot of sense. He's like, oh, it tastes like the food that I had when I was a kid. You it's know, my favorite scene. There was all this stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, it was cool. The whole shoom thing. Interesting idea. Probably something somebody would do. Sort of superhero tour in New York. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm curious to see where it goes. That was my the that was my favorite scene in the park with him and Carol Danvers eating um, artisanal sandwiches until Carol said the word doofus. Hipster You're a doofus. hipster doofus. Just stop at hipster. It's like an old man writing for a young well, woman. And, and like, all right, come on. Just I mean, he probably okay. Seinfeld was the last time. You know, that's where I know that phrase from. Hipster doofus is Seinfeld. That's the Seinfeld uh, thing. Yeah, they referred to Kramer as a hipster doofus before hipster was a thing, really. Um, but he was, like, becoming a thing. It's even more specific than if that's the the case. I don't know if it is or not. Yeah. But yeah. Um, Len, what did you think, buddy? Oh, this was boring. Oh. <laughs> so boring. This book was so freaking boring. I am a huge Kurt Busiek fan. I love, I love his most of his writing. Well, I shouldn't say most, but a lot of his writings. Yes, I do see the Astro Cityness of this all over because if you uh, read Astro City, even though they are different arcs that take place on different you know, times of the universe that he created there, they they all have like loose threads that kind of tie one one another together, you know, and sometimes you may not see the threads to like a, a couple of arcs down the line. And this is him returning to that world. And he's good at this type of stuff. I, one of the things that made me happiest uh, recently was that his 
Untold Tales of Spider-Man from years ago is being released as an omnibus, right? Um, which was where he wrote stories that happened in between the issues of the original run of Spider-Man from back in the 60s. I, he's great at that type of stuff, right? He's great at taking continuity and, and working with it. Um, have, letting him have fun with Marvel, it sounds like a good idea. <laughs> um, and there are some things in here that are kind of from the whole, you know, sightseer taking people on, the, seeing through... Uh, scenes of marvel in new york it sounds fun it sounds very kramer if you think about it so with that and the <laughs> yeah. hipster, hipster the reality tour. kurt is wearing his uh, inspirations on his sleeves in this is comic this a, book is this a backdoor seinfeld book <laughs> do you want to be a seinfeld fan in order to understand this every, well, time, they, every time they change uh, scenes you always hear that little the bass yeah, yeah. yeah. You, well, we'll know if it's a backdoor Seinfeld if we see really deep in the in the cut. We see like a, a um, blue tights and red cape just jumping over <laughs> yeah. a, a, a building. Then you'll know that this is a Seinfeld cut. I, I mean, I just and the level of my didn't care about this and I was bored with this started, unfortunately for me, with the cover by Alex Ross. Um, JD's slow decline, or maybe it's Noel, or maybe both of them, slow decline on their appreciation of (laughs) Alex Ross as an an artist has slowly creeped into my brain. So now when I look at his art, especially now he does more kind of like it's not really pastelly, but it it it, it just likes more watercolorish type yeah, of. Yeah, it's a little vibe. less defined than it used to be. Yeah, and yeah. It, that just doesn't really appeal to me. And his it his art just re- now I just see the stagnation in his art and in his yeah, movements. Um, and it, that you know, which should be primer for like, oh my god, this sounds like is going to be epic. And then you open up the book, and it just it just for the most part, just bored me to tears. I did not enjoy this at all. I th- I think that's my fault. I like that's that's um his art has kind of stuck in my craw for a, a many years now. The idea that it's picturesque and beautiful, but when it's in panels, there's nothing dynamic about it, and it just always bugged me as like sequential art. I don't know. Spider Man here is clearly auditioning for West Side Story, and I can see. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I am and never there, not going to see that now. <laughs> everyone have a really good night. Because that's where it's all downhill from there. Amazing. I was awesome. Bored. I, I like the idea of it. When on paper, the idea is great. We're going to introduce, mm. you know, we can, we can talk about any heroes from any time period, whatever. We're going to introduce new heroes. Um, I didn't care. Yeah. yeah. All, all the ideas are there. Um, the, the, what's the word? The potential is there. Mm-hmm. But I just, uh, yeah, it was a slog to get through. I could see I wonder- it like happening in subsequent issues. You know, I mean, I'm not going to say that it's a definite, but I could like looking back at this was a trade. I could see this being like the little beginning pieces of setup and then it yeah. gets interesting. Hopefully. I wonder how I was, yeah, that, that kind of ties into what I was going to say. I wonder how long this is supposed to be. Hmm. I mean, it's if I had going. to guess, maybe it's an ongoing, it's an ongoing? 
Isn't that what it said in the thing I read? Really? I'm pretty sure that's what it said. I guarantee this won't make it past 12 issues. No. Yeah, I was yeah. I thought, go. Uh, reading the letter oh. in the back, I got the impression that it was just kind of like a maxi of some sorts, but I just, it was indetermined how long. <laughs> Whatever the director uh, feels he is best suited to. Oh, he's director. a jet all the way from his first <laughs> to his last dying day. That's true. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, well anything done. else to discuss? Uh, how about Invincible? The TV show? Yes. Hmm. Do we want to talk about Invincible? For well, just a couple Bri- minutes? Brian I mean, has I made a car on for it. I don't think well, Brian's well. even seen the trailer, but um I did see the trailer. Oh, good. I it loved good. it. I loved, I loved it, it too. It's amazing. What a great show. I loved it. It's, I'm it's amazing. It was just as action packed, yet still just as thoughtful as the comic book. Maybe even a little bit more so because he's di- he has to dial back a little bit because Kurtman can get wordy. Um I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Yeah, the um the anybody that's read the first chunk of this series knew the like big kind of event that the season was gonna end on. And uh, there's a, a line of dialogue. Or there's a whole exchange at the very end where Omni-Man decides not to blah, blah, blah. It was very effective on the page. It was even more effective in yes. the show. Oof. To the point where like both my wife and I were just like, oh, shit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wait, how many episodes mm-hmm. is this? What is Eight. this? Eight. Eight? It's not yeah. so bad. I could do that. Man, I got to tell you, of all of, the, all of the crazy shit that happens in this season, the one that really made me go... Oh, oh God! Oh shit! Uh, was the subway? Scene. Yes, yes, yes. Whoa! Yeah, yeah. That was. Um, I was like, okay, how's this going to work? Oh, um, okay. <laughs> I, I, when, I, when, when, yeah. when the setup starts, I was like, oh, he's not gonna, because they'll just, he'll just yeah. be able to. Oh, oh, that's what they're doing. Oh yeah. my God! Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Kirkman, um, so uh, the cool thing about Kirkman being on the writing staff and actually I think he scripted like four of these episodes and, and including this one it's like he gets to reimagine his own stuff or remix yes. his own stuff oh, yes. so it's just like I always wanted to do this one fucked up thing mm. yeah. I could put it here now yeah. <laughs> like Ugh. but here, here's, here's my question though and, and I felt this a little bit about the comic book at times for those who have read the comic book, or, or not even necessarily read the comic, seen the series, do you think it's a little gratuitous? Yes. Okay. Does oh, that purpose. bother you? Well, no. wait, wait. But gratuitous no. means it shouldn't be that way, right? It doesn't just mean there's right. a lot of it. It's it's um uh, grotesque. Hmm. Yeah. Gratuitous. Gratuitous is something like porn. It implies that it's exploitative and uh, excessive for right. no, no reason. No, right. no, yeah. no. Then, yeah. If we're gonna use, if we're gonna use words for what they actually mean, then no, it's not gratuitous. <laughs> it is grotesque, though, uh, purposely so, and it's supposed to show the potential real-world consequences for the people having these powers and engaging the way they do. And the book, the book ramps into it a lot slower than the show does. So like the, Very true. the book, there's no cursing. There's no like it's a mostly off panel. It doesn't get brutal until the characters kind of age a little bit into the brutality or or for shock value in the story. The show to my to my chagrin at first, but like the show 
goes right into it in almost a, a borderline edgy way. Yeah, <laughs> which I think could have been, to do that. Which, which could have sucked, but it's overall it's fine. I mean, like, in a comic, you're like, the this is on the shelf next to a bunch of other things that people are buying that are similar. And if you tell a good story about a super powered character, they might be interested. Whereas with a show, I feel like whether true or not, they feel like they have to get to the point a little faster. Yes. You know, well, to to like, to this tone. is what this show is. It's not these other shows. Yeah. They have to get yeah. to the tone incredibly yeah, exactly. faster. Just yeah, like yeah. this is the style of show. Right now, as right, opposed right. to, I, I actually yeah. think that they took too long with the comic book. Mm. Yeah, uh, it's thirteen issues before you get to the thing, mm. and um, so when people are asking, "Hey, should I read Invincible? Should I get this first trade of Invincible?" I go, "Yes, but you also need to get Volume Two of Invincible uh, yeah. before you get what the book is." So yeah, that is tough, especially coming out. I mean, that was over a year. Yeah, uh, exactly. I'm reading it. Yeah, and I read like an issue or two, and I was like, "Oh, this is just fine, whatever." Yeah. I don't. This is nothing extraordinary. And it wasn't until someone had said, "Read this issue," that I was like, "Oh." Hmm. My favorite now, uh, in the show, my very favorite retcon from the comic is changing science dog to seance dog. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. No, no, no. My my favorite retcon from the comic is giving a changing. Amber? Yes, changing both the ethnicity of Amber and giving her more agency I mean, from the start. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's a better answer, and it's also true. I just wanted to make <laughs> a Dr. Strange joke. Yeah. I know, I know. I know. My, problem, my problem with Amber is the I understand why they did it because they wanted to do something that you never really see in superhero stories, and that is the hero reveals his identity to the girl that he keeps disappointing. And she goes, yeah, I know. Who cares? <laughs> Which I think is just a, an incredibly cool. unrealistic. Like, I mean, I can't imagine anyone having that reaction. Um, wait, no, wait. see, I disagree because it's not so. It's not that she doesn't care that he's the hero. It's that she's figured it out all along, and she was waiting for him to tell her. And she and she, he had multiple opportunities to tell her she had already she was letting him into her world she was introducing her to his to his parents to um showing her or everything that she she was about and she was asking for that same level from him with a guy I, who has a secret identity because he protects the world from supervillains get the wait, fuck out of here i uh, wait hold on i didn't i didn't read it either like either of your guys ways it wasn't that she didn't care and it's not good enough i think it was his inability to even cover himself well and the fact that he was incredibly braggadocious and kind of blasé from jump about everything and like she'll forgive me who cares it wasn't the secret it's the fact that he was a bit of a shit about it. He was he wasn't good at just talking to her. It was always at her and it was always this is more important. Like her complaint was that she didn't feel included. And not even in the secret, just in what they're doing together. Yes, in building a some type of relationship together. Now you could say that he was a superhero who had who had to protect you know his his secret or whatever um and but um at some at some point 
you've got to you've got to make the choice, you know, because at at some point you you do. And you're what six months into a high school relationship? Hmm. I well, mean, first, first six of all, months into a high school relationship is marriage. Like, yeah, from and perspective, they go yeah. fast. Yeah, and this wasn't a high. This wasn't a ninth grade relationship. I see you on that, but this was seniors about to go to college relationship. Yeah, go to is, college with me. Like right, they yeah. were there, right? So, so but, it's um, different. I I want to like I love Amber in the comic too. Like over time, they did so much cool stuff with her. The way that their relationship uh, evolves, and then also mm-hmm. ultimately how it ends, mm-hmm. is like. Kirkman did not have to do that much character work for his high school girlfriend because she was always in the back of the panel for a while until they focused on her. And, and I, oh, and I think which that's I true. thought was awesome. I think that's true, and but I, I think I think that was I, a realization that he he found over time. And, yeah, this and gets to it faster with a more fuller faster. character. Yeah, right. Uh, so, like, so this kind the of origin to, of Amber is good. Uh, you brought it up a little bit, Len, with uh, Spider Man, and I think it's just modern stuff you know it we have less tolerance for people keeping secrets from their closest friends and family and i think that's probably good right Mm. um i think that's probably good and it's just sort of a different way of looking at it i think i like it better where it's like maybe they have a secret identity from the world but the people that they actually know there's not it's not a bunch of lying about it um Superman was going to reveal his identity to Lois Lane in like 1939 or 40. Yeah. And the editor, the editorial was like, don't do that. Um, and, and maybe it's for the best. They certainly got a lot of mileage out of Lois Lane, clearly mm. knowing Superman, but not being able to prove it. That's yeah. But the, see, obviously but the, knew. <laughs> the mileage that they got out of it was by making Lois Lane look like a dunderhead that she couldn't see the difference. That is true. Well, see, my feeling is she always knew, right? People are like, oh, she's so stupid. She didn't know. She knew. She just couldn't prove it. Why would, if she didn't know, she wouldn't spend every other week trying to prove it, you know? <laughs> but you're right. That mileage, there was too many miles on that, on that one over time. Um, yeah. Uh, now, you guys had asked me to save a story that I was about to tell you before the podcast about when I met Robert Kirkman at a convention. And you asked if it made me look silly. It does. So, yeah. So one time, I had no idea who Robert Kirkman was. I think Walking Dead, I think the comic may have started. The show definitely didn't. And it wasn't big yet. Um but uh, we were down at a comic convention and it was towards the very end of the show. And my friend Kirkman had written a Jubilee story, right? My friend was like, I really want to get Kirkman's autograph, but I want to go buy this other thing. And you know, I have time to do both. And I was like, I'll go get Kirkman's autograph for you. Mm-hmm. And then, so I go over and um, you know, I said, Hey, can you draw? I'd seen other artists draw like a sketch on uh, one of the comic boards, right? I'm like, Hey, can you draw a sketch of Jubilee? And he's like, all right. And so <laughs> who's doing the sketch my friend justin walks up and and i'm like justin i got him to do a sketch for you and friend's like why <laughs> and i'm like because he's the artist of the book <laughs> right and he's like no he's the writer and kirkman's like it's pretty good though right and uh you know i gotta be honest it, it was pretty good jubilee sketch uh, especially from somebody who makes their living as a comic writer um so yeah that is the that is the tale of when i met robert kirkman I wouldn't be surprised if he remembers me, the dumbass that thought that he was the artist rather than the writer. You're a fool. Mm. Our friendship is over. Oh, I thought you knew that about me. 
You went into this eyes open. <laughs> hey, Brian. Yeah. Let's just cut to the chase. Do you know somebody named Travis Bennett? Uh, nope. Okay. <laughs> no, thank I you. don't think I do. And uh, <laughs> this, unless my past has changed continuity style, you know, uh, I'm not familiar with that. He's okay. I'm, I mean, I'm glad they're happy with whoever gave them those services. <laughs> keep it vague. Way to keep it vague. This is honestly, I feel like we've arrived because there's so much drama in the chat that's completely fabricated. And I'm glad we're not talking about it. Yeah. yeah it's nothing to do with what we're discussing. Yeah. Um, is that it? Speaking of discussing, are we done discussing? I believe uh, we yeah. are. One last thing just stay away from the Mortal Kombat movie. Have a good day, everyone. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, yes, please. Please stay away from that. Hey, Len, let's cut to the chase. Did you once know Will Smith? Uh, no, I did not once know Will Smith. I met you him know? once long time ago. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I met him a long time ago, though. Oh, did you? That's cool. We, That's were, weird... in, uh, we were driving in, in West Philadelphia and uh, to pick something up, and I was with my girlfriend who was is Armenian. She was born in Armenia. And I was like, oh, Will Smith is from here. She was like, oh, really? I'm like, oh, right. Maybe <laughs> anytime anyone says West Philadelphia, that song doesn't play in your head. Right, because yeah. you didn't grow up here at the time that I did. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, uh, I, I, to this day, have a man crush on, on Will Smith. Sure. You can just call it a regular answer. crush. So, I, have uh, yeah, a, I have a crush. There you go. <laughs> uh, I, that's such an interesting way to like pose the question. <laughs> did you once know Will Smith? Yeah. Did you, did you once know him? Well, you aware he's, of he's him? changed since those days. Exactly. Oh, he has. If you once knew Will Smith, you probably don't anymore. Uh, <laughs> that's very true. Did you know that I know? Did you know the first form, Will Smith? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's get the heck out of here uh, and enjoy our Sundays. Um, thank you for hanging out with us the last uh, couple of hours. And uh, you can join us here every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. where we live stream uh, the Spoiler Alert podcast. We review the past week's books Tuesday afternoons, except for probably this Tuesday, unless I can set up Brian. Brian might be doing the unboxing video this Tuesday at 2.30 p.m. where he will show you all of the things coming in the Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex at 4327 Main Street. Not though. Don't get your hopes up about that because there are other uh, factors at play here. Um, Wait, what time is it? It's not that startling, <laughs> but I just don't <laughs> want people to think that that it, could, that it might be the case. <laughs> um, looking at my schedule. And uh, Noel and I have been lax on doing our thunder rounds throughout the thunder week. Thunder Both moving. Yeah, we're both we're we both he's about to move. I literally spent the last week just moving and setting everything up. So, yeah, I the the videos will come soon. It's just actually getting everything set up for him. Sorry. You guys are moving into a uh, hippie style comic commune above together. Yeah, we're moving in together. Actually, he's I'm I am going to live in their new bathroom. I'm going to live in the bathroom right in the tub. Oh, another Seinfeld reference. Nice. (laughs) All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us. (laughs) And we'll talk at you later. Thanks so much for listening to Spoiler Alert. Check out all our shows, including the Cannibal Horrorcast, where we review classic and contemporary horror. Oh, it's so spooky. And Gutter Talk with the Black Tribbles, recorded live every week at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in Nanyang, PA. Yeah.